podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Total Wine & More is a wonderland to explore. Thousands of wines and spirits, unexpected pairings and great gifts. Low prices and helpful guides. Make the holidays magical at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly, be 21. It's got to 2 2, and we've still got more than half an hour to go. And here's Ozil. Lacazette. Ozil! Go! Welcome to another Touchy Gooners podcast. I'm joined by the usual cast of Sean, Leroy and Dan. How are you doing, guys? What's going on, man? What's happening, man? Yeah, I'm good, man. All I'm good, good, all good. We're all good. It's been, it's been a funny week, hasn't it? It's been a funny week. Um, lots to talk about because it's... That game, the, the, the game on the weekend, to me, it has to be one of the most divisive performances I've ever seen under a, like in my whole lifetime supporting Arsenal like you've got some fans who think we played excellently and there's just um a whole heap of positives to take from it but then the other side is you know you know we we got beat 3-1 at the end day and we got beat convincingly and I think what we need to try and do on on this podcast is I've seen quite a few pods attempt it and do it quite well I think we just need to try and find like the middle ground um what was actually positive, what was actually negative, and what can we actually take from the game going forward? Um, so I guess let's start with the the setup itself um, because it was uh, it, it was something different that we haven't seen, and uh, it was something quite innovative from Emery, I guess. Um, 
So, Sean, what did you think of the uh, the, the setup to start with and the, the diamond? Um, yeah, so the, the setup wouldn't have been what I, I had gone for. At the same time, I did understand the reasoning and the, and the logic behind it. Essentially, last year, um, when we played there, we got heavily pammed um, through the middle by Firmino. So, obviously, the aim was to, to block all sort of passing lanes through the middle where they could either um, find Firmino who could drop off and then feed Mane or Salah or just that instant ball in between the centre-back and the full-back. Um, so I, I, I got that. Um, obviously, at the same time, you, you would acknowledge that your seeding decides to Liverpool, um, Trent and Robertson, who I think I think it was said they got 23 assists between them last season. Yeah. So um, it, it was a, it's a bit of a risky strategy. But at the same time, I, I did get it because what they're, they're going to be crossing the ball a lot. Generally speaking, you'd expect that to be food and drink for um, Socrates and Louise. And essentially it was until... Um, pretty much the end of the first half when uh, the, the mix of sort of the our, our zone or man-to-man marking um, saw Matip not picked up correctly and, and, and that's where we got punished and it was unfortunate because if we had gone into nil-nil at half-time um, it could it could have been different um, but unfortunately it wasn't to be the case. So, so you said you said there that it wouldn't have been uh, the setup that you had necessarily gone for so what um, what setup would you have gone for? I mean, um, I, I have to caveat as well. I, I didn't. I, I think we said my, both myself and Leroy. We also actually we all said on last week's pod um, we didn't expect us to win, and I think I actually predicted a three-one defeat anyway. So mm-hmm. that that's not really what bothered me. I think what grates me as well, and and it come it stems back to my overall opinion on Unai Emery. He, it's very small time, and um, I, I I think we, our approach is very small time. Not that um, I, I totally understand the need to be a tad more pragmatic, but I would have. I would have matched them with the three in the middle and, and, and the three up top as well. I just think we needed to play a bit more football. We, we didn't. We didn't. Mm. Because what ended up happening was that um, with the diamond, um, he had Willock and uh, sorry, Willock and Gwendouzi as shuttlers. Now, I think Willock can do that role a bit better. I mean, both of them had never really played that diamond, that those shuttler roles before. Um, I think Willock is more adept at doing it because of his physical capabilities. Um, and Gwendouzi is not as obviously athletic as Willock. So what tends to end up happening now is that they, um, they, they're obviously pushing out to, to close, um, to, to double up on the fullbacks. But after about 20 minutes, these guys are getting tired because they're doing that consistently. So essentially what ends up, what should end up looking like a, a diamond end up, ends up looking like a flat four four two, And because we're so deep now, we, we are struggling to play or pass out. And, and I think, um, we didn't do enough when we did get on the ball. Um, all of them. I mean, Gwendouzi tried. Um, Jacques, I thought, was, was, was poor in that distribution in, on that regard. He, he kept playing it back consistently. So it was just it just kept inviting pressure, really. So um, what ended up happening is that we, we ended up being under a lot of stress, like territorial stress. And, 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 and that led to just, yeah, them constantly bombarding us and we weren't able to get out. We got out of, obviously, a few times you saw with the Pepe chances. But I I didn't I just didn't like the approach. I I still would I, I get the need obviously the sense that obviously we need to be a bit careful because it is Liverpool and they can be so dangerous and explosive at times. But we needed to play more football and I just I just don't think we did and I think that is too small time and 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 that's for me stems from the manager. Yeah, I, I think I have to echo your sentiments there. Um, it did it did come across as though we were like West Brom going away to Liverpool. Uh. A little bit like that, anyway. Um, D- Dan, what I wanted to ask you is actually is, is just following on from Sean's point and and in terms of the actual setup itself, did you feel like 
it's a bit defeatist. Like we had, yeah, like, um, we'd almost gone there expecting to lose and maybe do a bit of damage limitation. Yeah, I've got I've got a couple of thoughts um, in regards to our setup. So I think um, so. The first point will be um, uh, regards to your divides um, of the fan base. I think it's based on um, Arsenal kind of lacking their identity um, on the field at the moment. So um, expectations are very different from fans. So there are some fans are just happy to get some points um, and not, and don't look like too bad um, and going away to big teams and losing big again. And um, there are some fans who still have high expectations um, in terms of quality of football and also just, um, yeah, actually going for a game um, just a bit different to what Emery um, usually does. So I think this is where the divide comes from. And ultimately, um, there is not really a right or wrong in football most of the time. Um, it's down to application, execution most of the time. The, the game plans, how well they work, um, are down to the ability of the players and how well they've trained in them and stuff. And um, I think Emery um, chopping and changing stuff is um is it can be a good thing um and this occasion I didn't I didn't quite like the setup similar to to um to Sean um just simply because um given given Liverpool this kind of space and then um especially well, like Trent and Robertson are effectively their chief creators and the midfield lacks creativity I know the threat of Firmino for the middle is something that could have been compensated differently um rather than just packing through and um, packing the middle. Um, and then giving them the space out wide and then allowing them to cross. And yeah, you, you'd say it's bread and butter for um, Louise and Socrates to probably head away most of the chances. Um, but ultimately, Trent and Robertson are both um, very, very good um, at crossing. And I think it was even the first or second minute where it was a low cross from Robertson and it could have been already 1-0 Liverpool. That so Louise, man. Yeah, so it's, um, I didn't really quite like the setup and I think it's... And I, and I do agree in a way it's defeaters. I think he wanted to minimize and um minimize the um the 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 um the, the backlash of potentially losing and how we could lose away at Anfield. Um and he's yeah, I don't wanna don't wanna shoot for his head too much, but he's effectively really a coward. So he just went, Listen, I don't wanna to lose too badly. How can we lose and um potentially still be a threat to some degree on a counter? Um, what I really didn't like about our formation or our setup was that um, it just didn't allow for much uh, attacking transition. So the support of Birmingham and Pepe were getting was absolutely limited, um, simply because the the midfielders were too occupied um, chasing the ball. Um, and um, yeah, it was um, it was very difficult. And um, this is where um, Pepe kind of showed um, some of his strengths because he um, he um, he can he can occupy one or two men mm -hmm. and then beat them too. So um, he he was a, he was um, he was a big positive from that game for me, and the rest of it wasn't really. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think Pepe obviously carried the attack by himself. But um, Leroy, just going to you, like um, obviously you spoke a little bit about on touchline, uh, well the touchline pod on Sunday. Um, do you feel like we've gone so under Wenger? It was all kind of like, you know, the criticism of Wenger was he never changed it up. He lacked nuance. He didn't adjust to the opponent. Have we gone too far the other way now with Emery? That we're like we're always adjusting to the opponent, and as Dan said, like we, we lack an identity. We don't really know what Arsenal represents on the football pitch anymore. 
Um, not really, in my opinion. Um, I like the fact that Emery always takes into account his opposition, and I like the fact that we do a, a, adapt our, our, our style to whoever we're playing and try and exploit their weaknesses. I do think the problem with em- Emery is he lacks an attacking philosophy, and that's what I find difficult, because if we were very tactically flexible but with a base philosophy, I'd probably be very happy. The fact is, I think we're lacking that base philosophy so that we can be a bit nomadic sometimes and we can look a bit lost on the pitch because we've got no sort of intrinsic patterns to go forward um, and that type of thing. But just touching on the game that everyone said, on the last pod, I actually this was similar to what I actually wanted to, to do tactically because remember I said I wanted a sort of a 4-3-3 but to play deep and use the wide midfielders in the three to double up on either side. And that's what we were doing in the diamond. Where I think my my initial plans differed from Emery's is I feel like we needed at least one more in the attack to give them a bit more to think about. Um, obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty, and I feel that the fact we we only had two in attack was a big problem because we it, when we, the ball did break down, we didn't even have the quality to come out, um, and we didn't really have the threat. So what I would have actually done on hindsight, looking at the team, is... I didn't realise how good Pepe is at carrying. And I know we put him on the last man, but he's actually our best carrier. So I actually would have positioned him deeper on the pitch. And I would have positioned him deeper to sort of carry the ball outwards because he's absolutely fantastic at that. And I think he's our best player. And I'd have had Lacquer and Ober up top to mm-hmm. try and capitalise on that once he got to that area. Um, and he actually has the ability to pick a pass as well. But um, just going back to your original question, um, yeah, Wenger, I mean, Wenger was a complete mess, as you say, we just played our way, which was was a bit silly. I just feel that Emery would be much better served if he had an attacking philosophy or something to something that's our bread and butter. He has a, his, his, his shape, 4 2 three, one, but um, we don't really have too many different ways that we can score goals or break teams down. Um, and and that's that's my only issue with that. But I personally like the tactical flexibility. Yes, I, th- I think I think like where where the where the divisiveness comes into into the performance itself. I think us three, generally speaking, us four, sorry, generally speaking, are quite like uh, we're on the same kind of side. We 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 saw a few positives, but overall it was ultimately disappointing because because we lost the game. But and. And we were, you know, we were beaten comfortably in the end, despite us having uh, a few positive moments. Um, do you guys understand, like, the other side of things, where it's like a lot of people are taking huge positives out of this game? The fact that, you know, up until uh, Liverpool's first goal, we had the two best chances in the game. I've, was, it, was it the two best chances in the game? Uh, I'm trying to think if Aubameyang's one was before Matip's goal. It wasn't, no, because Aubameyang's uh, one was in the second half. No, the one where he was... The one where Pepe slid him in? No, the one where Adrian made the mistake. Oh, which one was that? So he lobbed Adrian and it went just wide of the post. Oh, that one, that one, that one. I don't remember. I I mean, it was a half chance, right? It wasn't... Like it, it wasn't. It's not. It's not a, a bad miss or anything. But yeah. I mean, that was still uh, a bigger chance than Liverpool had created um, in the, up until their goal. So it's like, do, do you guys see the other side of like uh, where what people are taking uh, lots of positives from the game? And I've seen a lot of people say, you know, if we if we perform like that in all of our away games this season, we're gonna take a lot more points. Nah, but bullshit. Mm. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. nah, 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 nah. That's dead. Um, not if we perform like that, because, like you said, we perform like Stoke or Burnley. Um, 
I see some positives, but the positives I see were more less so in the setup because I feel like we were just sitting ducks to get penetrated, and I feel like um, oh, that sounds. Oh, that sounds naughty, man. <laughs> no, but... Um, <laughs> no, no, no. But, um, we, yeah, Leroy, we, are you alright? No, I'm alright, man. I'm alright. I'm, I'm, I'm high on morphine still, so yeah. No. But, um, yeah, I feel like we were sitting ducks, really. So, um, I feel like Emery needed to react, and he didn't. And um, that's what I was disappointed in. But, um, oh, I've completely forgot what I was going to say. No, in terms, in terms of the way, off yeah, by the I'm penetration. Right. I know. In terms of away points, I feel like if we play like that, we, we just we're not gonna we're not gonna we're not gonna succeed away. Um, I feel like we need to be have a lot more of a potent attacking threat, and we need to put a lot more moves together. And especially against the teams who are not quite as good as Liverpool, we need to have a lot more control of the game because we were at their whim for the whole game. They were completely in control. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I don't really agree that that's gonna see us. That's the new away tactic that's gonna see us do so much better away from home than last season. Yeah, I think where I think... yeah, I'm... sorry, go on, Dan. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not strongly encouraged by what I've seen um, at Enfield away, to be honest. Um, but um, I'm encouraged um, uh, for our record in the big games potentially this year if he gains some more um, some more bollocks, really. <laughs> um, so last year he did fairly well in the big games. Um, I'm hoping that um, this year we can build on that. Um, we have more threads. We have better players on the side this year. And um, so I'm, I'm I'm hoping that the, the 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 record against the top six this year will be better. Um, also because I think Chelsea have gotten weaker, United have probably gotten weaker a little bit as well. So um, it's more balanced and it's it's, it's more wide open. Um, so um, we we've strengthened quite well. So um, we should perform better against the top six. Then against the lower teams, um, it's really down to now having an increased attacking quality. So uh, as Leroy said, um. We need to have more attacking threats. Like um, uh, uh, Liverpool was really just a Bamiyang and, and Pepe. Um, when we go our way to other teams, um, Lacazette has to be in the mix as well. Um, just give give defenses um, more to think about, and um, I think that way we can we we can probably play um, or perform better away from home. I still don't quite trust um, to us to have a cohesive system to consistently perform chances and um, create chances and um, um, to really really be. Um, being a second force to be reckoned with, but I trust the individual quality of the three front men that we have to, um, uh, yeah, I trust their individual quality to produce this year. So last year was just about me on Lacazette and we, we, we struggled and, um, and we only had one pace threat this year is one more. I, I really believe Pepe can make a massive difference. Um, just Ember needs to be a bit more brave in the, in their away games, not just against the top six, but, but also against other teams. Um, so yeah. Do you think so? Do you think that set up? Do you think he he'll try that against smaller teams away, or do you think this was specifically because of Liverpool's threat? Listen, I, I don't know because I've seen him play two DMs against Huddersfield at home, mm, so mm, uh, mm. we don't know what he's going to do. When if we go to Wolves away, I wouldn't be surprised if he plays a similar 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 setup. But Leicester away, I just don't like it, man. I just don't feel like we're a team that is equipped to deal with pressure. And I know people can say, you know, well, like I, I brought up, I said Liverpool uh, didn't really create anything in the first forty minutes, but I still feel like that pressure took its toll. And when 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 you're constantly bombarded by crosses and you know and you're doing hundreds of defensive actions in you know over the course of a game, I feel like sooner or later you're going to make a mistake. And this is no defense of David Luiz because I've been critical of him on here and previously. Uh, you know, people know my thoughts on David Luiz, but I just feel like when you're put under that amount of pressure, 
something's got to give. And I feel like people can say, you know, it, it was a silly decision. It was this and that. But ultimately, I feel like it, it does come from the pressure that Liverpool put us under. And we essentially cracked. The, the thing is also that um, you put you put in place under immense pressure who are not good under moderate pressure. So someone like Xhaka, um, it could be slight a bit of pressure and you know, you know, you'll be scared that he'll do something stupid. Um, so then you up the pressure and you trust him to start. Um, I don't quite understand it. Um, Luis, I'll be a bit more lenient and um, just come in. But um, again, um, similar similar erraticness to, to, to Xhaka and... Um, and uh, Socrates is a bit rash as well. Um, I do, I do trust him. Um, however, but um, like David Lees and Jacker, they both play in the in the first phase for us, and um, them under pressure um, can be scary for even though Luis has um, unbelievable passing um, and um, and the ability to also evade and um, pressure through his passes and also to some degree through driving out with the ball. But um, he just makes rash decisions, and um, so does Jacker. And um, playing both of them, uh, I don't think it makes sense. No. Um, Sean, what did you think of uh, Louise and Socrates' Socrates' performance? Yeah, I, I mean, to be honest, for like I said, for the first 45, I wasn't too too bothered by it. Um, I, I think your point is valid in terms of the, the, the mental stress. So, obviously, like you said, people say, oh, we, we, we did well for the first 45 minutes. But when, when you're constantly under bombardment, eventually there's going to be a mental lapse eventually you're going to lose concentration and 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 things will happen i, I just don't think you for, for one like i said a burnley or a stoke or west brom whatever you could understand them doing that but I, you people what i don't like is that emery's treating arsenal like we have poverty footballers like we, we just don't like we don't and, and don't get me wrong um, that there are still a lot of issues and and also it, it's important to remember this whenever we critique is that um we probably have one of the youngest midfields in the league now as well. So, um, uh, I mean, obviously, Willock, 20, Gwendouzi, 20, Ceballos, only 23. Yeah. Um, so, it, it is young. They haven't played together a lot. So, and, and I think at times, definitely it told. Whilst Liverpool's midfield isn't great and, it, and it, I, it's unspectacular, it, it's more functional. It's seasoned they are, as well, isn't it? it, it, it it's seasoned. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's experienced. Um, and one, one thing you notice as well is that it's just more powerful. You know, there's still, even though Willick's done a, a, a lot of growing, there's still, Gwendouzi still needs to grow into his frame a bit more. Um, but yeah, I mean, coming back to your original point about Socrates and Louise, I, I did say before, I, I think they, they both can be a bit rash at times. I mean, in this game, um, first 45, generally speaking, they were fine, to be honest. Mm. There, there, there wasn't really much of an issue. Like I said, it, it was, I wasn't really happy with how we defended um, the corner, but I mean, that's just the way Emery likes to defend. So, so it, it it is what it is. But obviously, in the in in the second half, um, I mean, yeah, head head lost moments from Louise, which we all know he has it in him, took the game away from us. So, what went from um, uh, a one nil game at the time went to three nil, and and by then it was it was game done. So, um, so yeah. Uh, let, let me let, let me play devil's advocate because um, there's a lot of Arsenal fans that voice that um. Um, Tierney and Bellerin coming back would um, will completely change um, our sides. Um, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, I think I think in the in the game yesterday, um, in the game against Liverpool, I think they would have made a big difference. Um, just in terms of their their energy and getting out to to people to stop crosses, 
I, I feel like just because of their physicality, they would have made a difference. Like Monreal, he's not, you know, Monreal is, you know, for all these um, qualities, he's not, he's not a uh, a physical demon. Like you know what I mean? He's not got speed like that, and especially not now. Yeah, yeah. Um, Maitland Niles, yeah, he's got a good recovery pace, but you wouldn't call him like, uh, I don't know. He's not, pa- he's not a powerful runner. He's not, um, he's not intense enough for me. So. I think Bellerin and Tierney would make a, a big difference to the energy levels, just matching Liverpool, um, get, mm-hmm. getting out to those wide positions where we really struggled. Um, I, I do think they would make a big difference, but I'm not too sure they make such a difference that we um, you know, come out of that game with a different result. I don't feel like the, the, the score would have been any different had those two played. And I, what, I, what I was kind of... Yeah, yeah, you go, you go. Oh, sorry. Because um, what I was kind of go to, was trying to go to was um, if they come back, I, I, I'm literally certain Emery will go back to three at the back. Um, he'll he use the wing backs and he use um, Lacazette, Aubameyang, and um, Pepe as the front three. He go to three, four, three. I, I, I think. Really? Yeah. I nah, think so. I, I think he got the, he he wants those super full backs so he can play the back four that he he, he desires. I feel like. He prefers a back four. He ideally wants a back four. The reason that we all think we went to the back three is to hide the weakness of our centre-backs, particularly in terms of um, Mustafi and his either mistakes or lack of physicality um, and things like that. Uh, I feel that that's why we played the back three or when Monreal had to come in, in, the back, in this, as a centre-back. That's why we played the back three because he can't play a back two. Um, holding as well, and again, not the most physical, can get caught out on pace-wise, etc. So I feel like a lot of the stuff in summer was about us getting back to a back four. In regards to the fullbacks, I don't think they would have made any difference to the Liverpool result because I feel like it was a mixture of one, the tactical setup was wrong because the midfield got tired, they couldn't really play out, and the structure wasn't right to play out because if you've only got two up top, that's not really conducive with keeping the ball and moving up the pitch. Mm. It's more a quick counter-attack and then the ball comes back. So if it breaks down, the ball's coming straight back. If we had three up top and three people to link with, plus then the supporting midfielders going forward, we could have actually... Even in there'd be counter-attacks, but they wouldn't be sort of rapid counter-attacks. There'd be structured counter-attacks with an unset Liverpool defence. So we would have actually forced them back a little bit more and they wouldn't have been literally just ball would have been flung straight back in. But generally, and to, to our general play, I think the both fullbacks will make an absolutely huge difference. Intense fullbacks are a modern-day feature of a lot of attacking teams. You look at Liverpool, you look at City. I mean, that's why I spent, Pep spent 200 billion on fullbacks mm. just to get rid of his fullbacks who had no intensity. Yeah, yeah. It's a big, big thing. I feel like having Tierney, Brexit PMP, having Bella in there, who um, for everything that he can be weak at, he makes a lot of runs. So he's quite fit and he makes a lot of runs and he makes a lot of runs off the ball. And he is quite high intensity, provided he gets back to that same level. I feel that adding that extra intensity, similar to what Lewis said, going forward and that drive in terms of off the ball runs, and especially with Tierney, which I've seen from sort of his clips and highlights and actions, driving with the ball will make a massive, massive difference to the team. Um, I feel like it will really, really be... I, I feel like people will underestimate how much it will improve us. We get that midfield right, we get those two in, and I am so excited with Pepe obviously coming in. I'm so excited about what we've got coming for us because I really, really think we're starting to build something that looks like it could be the start of a good team. Yeah, I, I, I'm excited as well for what we could potentially do. I'm just like... I just don't want to keep banging on about it, but I just, uh, Emery doesn't fill me with confidence. And like, as I said, uh, things like 
the bag free, I think you could bring it back. Like, I just hope it doesn't happen. Um, let's see what happens, obviously, in the next couple of games. Um, but yeah, um, I agree as well that they will make a massive difference. Um, we still need um, uh, another left winger. Uh, we, will, we will need another centre-back, ideally, and probably centre-mid as well. Um, but yeah, um, I think we're getting close to completing the squad. Um, um, yeah, and um, obviously you guys probably seen some news about rules. Um, 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 working on um, the January and um, summer transfer window already, so he's already lining up the the deals. So um, I'm sure he will he will he will do his best to complete the squad. It's just the the faith in the manager for me is um, it's very low. To be honest, yeah. Um, and listen, I was team Emery out from day one. In it, everyone knows that I was tweeting Emery out as soon as we hired him. I'm not. I wasn't feeling the guy. At all. I, I actually gave him a bit of a chance. He just like nah, this probably made it worse. I, I was. I was on his neck from the day one he came in. I was like, yeah, but I didn't want. Arteta I was Warren, Leroy, and Anton in the group chat. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No, give him a chance, just pre-season, just give him a chance. Nah, pre-season, I was, you know, but looking at how he's done overall, he hasn't done spectacularly well, but it's not been a spectacular failure. Thanks, Even though yeah. it's, it's not the, the brand of football we'd like to see, and there are some things that we'd improve, I can understand on hindsight why they hired him. He was, he's a, a safe, steady pair of hands, although not spectacular. He's got managerial experience to handle the things that he needed to handle in the dressing room, such as the Ozil situation. Because imagine a new manager like Arteta coming in and handling that situation. It had been very difficult. So I understand completely why, as a transition point, that's why they picked him. So I don't think... I feel like a lot of people are cussing Emery. And I feel like when you've got good players, provided you don't do anything really stupid things usually do go okay. You can still get more out of them and that's how you get the elite teams and stuff. But if we build and get the talent in and get good quality talent and good quality positions, good quality squad, he can't fuck up that bad. It can't be that bad. So I feel like... I, I don't know what this it, morphine's done to you, boy, but the, po- the but, positivity, the positivity. <laughs> nah, is like, you're, you're like a pregnant woman, mate. Just glowing, yeah. you know what I mean? Do you know what? I'm, I'm putting it in my Sprite and all sorts, man. I just hear it sipping. But nah, it's... Um, I, I just feel like it can't be that bad. Get yeah. if we get all these players fit. But my main gripe with Emery, my main issue with Emery is I feel like he has to play the right midfield. That's the area I'm worried about because up front take care of itself with Aubameyang, Lacazette, and Pepe. Once everyone's fit, the defence will take care of itself with um, Tierney, Bellerin, Socrates, and one other, um, whichever one you want to play. Like I think Luis will be out of the team probably soon if um, he keeps making mistakes like this. But um, midfield, there's a lot What's of options. And, yeah, four 0 still four 0 like four 0 four 0 bro. Two two games four 0 But yeah, um, <laughs> he, midfield we still got a lot of options, and he has to get it right. And it's going to take a lot of bravery to get it right because he has going he's going to have to play a young midfield. Mm. Torreira has to he start. Has to play right. It's Torreira, Ceballos, and one other. That is all I want to see. Torreira and Ceballos should be mainstays. One other. That's it in in our best team, um, and that's in a three, not in a Sabaos ten. That's in a three. Then yeah, I don't want, I don't want to see Sabaos ten again. Yeah, yeah. Let, and let, depending on the game, depending on the game, you could have Gendouzi in there. You could have um, Willock in there. You can no, not ideally not. I think we should move away from Shaka, but Shaka could be there. Um, and um, yeah, I feel like he has to get the midfield right, and that's my biggest worry about him getting that wrong. And I feel like knowing what he's like and him, his reliance on Shaka in the past. He's um, 
4-2-3-1 love, which I don't really like. And the way he sets up his midfield, I really do have no faith that he's going to get it right. I think he'll get it wrong. And I think that's, that's the only thing that's going to hinder us, really. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really understand. I mean, I get that... I get, uh, that's not true. I understand why Xhaka's played against Liverpool. Because, essentially, he's probably our best passer from a deep position in midfield, right? But just just in isolation he is he's not he's not our best passer under pressure and that's what exactly. gonna get from Liverpool so but uh, what I don't really understand with our build-up structure at the moment is what exactly we're doing from goal kicks I don't understand fully what we're doing we're not it doesn't seem like we're trying to free Jacker up in midfield so we can get a bit of time to you know maybe spray a long ball over the top it, it didn't feel like we were trying to um, that we were doing a very good job of sucking Liverpool in so maybe we can because obviously a lot has been made of Liverpool's high line and I feel like we did um, we did capitalise that on a few times you know Pepe I know I know I can you suggest um, Leroy you suggested um, um, put in uh, Pepe a bit deeper but obviously his threat on the on the last man um paid dividends quite a few times you know he gave Van Dyke a pretty scary well a few hairy moments um that uh, you know not many people have been managed that, that have managed to do I just didn't really understand what we were trying to do in terms of the build-up from the back I didn't see too many examples of us trying to you know get Xhaka free so he could have some time on the ball um trying to suck Liverpool in and and you know creating some gaps in midfield to play out I just didn't really see what we were trying to do well, in my opinion, um, what we were trying to do was a transition-based game. You can't really plan that. You have to play as you see it. Mm. So you, where, if the ball breaks down from the other team, you play as you see it. So you have like basic rules like if someone well, gets the ball, he carries out, or we spread, or we try and hit the channels, and as soon as one, we receive possession, Pepe will go one way, or everybody goes it. So you can do those type of things, but you can't really have a set play and build-up. When we were coming from goal kicks, um, we always play short, and the reason we play short is we do try and set that team in just to create some space in midfield and up top to play, because we're not the best team to we, we we're not the best at breaking teams down if they just sit in. That's the reason we he likes to play out the back, even if we're not very good at it, because he feels that it creates a space. Yeah. Um, but in terms of what Liverpool did, Liverpool are not stupid. They they're very very clearly obviously know that Shaka can only play 180 degrees. It can only receive the ball one way and play out the other way. So with Shaka a lot of the time, if a player's within five yards of him and he's not on the right side, he just plays it back. He just plays it back. And they, they didn't really even press Shaka too intensely. That's why he didn't get dispossessed that many times. They just they had just, to show him the certain way. Show, yeah, show yeah. him the certain way. They stood a man within five yards of him and he played it back. And that means they can then take steps forward with the rest of the team mm. and then box us in. They don't have to do much. Now, the only player who was able to play out um, was Gendouzi. Mm. Because... Even though, I mean, he's not a dribbler as such, but he can give a shimmy, a man a shimmy, he can take it past man, he can burst through a little bit, and then he can play forward. He was the only one who was able to do that. Um, so this is why I don't like teams with Shakur and Gendouzi in it, because it seems like they're two people competing for the same role and kind of sharing it in half. And I don't like that. I feel like we need, it's just a waste. You need another player with a different set of attributes who's going to contribute differently. Um, but yeah, so Shaka, we just have to move away from him because he's too, too limited. If you give Shaka time and space deep in the pocket and he's not being pressed, yes, he's very good at progressing pay on one side with his left foot and he does have a real, real good um, weight of pass, real, really find people in the half spaces or the 10 very well. But 
if you have any amount of pressure or you stand a man within five yards of him and he's on the wrong side, he's completely redundant and you completely take him out of the game. It was back in the day, the same back in the day like Arteta when teams figured out, okay, we'll just man Mark Arteta and then we completely stop Arsenal playing because he can't play through to Carzola back in the day. Um, so I think Genduzi is better suited for that job. Um, I feel like he's got the attributes to actually do that job better, despite his passing not being as good. And I thought that's that's who we should lean on to be our not builder Ferreira. from the back. Um, well, Genduzi is better at it. Um, Torreira is pretty good at it, to be fair. Because if you look at that, I mean, was it you, Daniel, who had that progressive passer stat who dropped it in the group? Torreira yeah. and Genduzi yeah. are both pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, the thing yeah, is, I think is, um, I think, I think, Lura, you made some very good points about Jacker and how he's limited, and and I also think the way we play don't suit him. Um, so if we were able to pin things better down in the final third, if we have Uzo playing, for example, and um, being good and being able to recycle the ball, um, and we'd have like a lot and um, left winger is a good ball handler, um, that can and um, is able to retain possession under pressure. And then um, maybe even uh, I don't know, Obama improving his link and um, hold up a bit better. Maybe, not even necessarily, maybe just the right winger. Um, and Peppers looks very capable. If he just be better at sustaining pressure, um, Jaka would have much more space on time on the ball. And um, when the ball recycles and comes back to him, which would make him effective again. Because there were times um, where he looked all right um, and looked decent for us. And but it's just it's those requirements are those um, those requirements are not given. Um, for the way we play right now, which just makes him completely redundant. So he's not needed. He's not needed. It really isn't. When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before. We're hospital-grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask. No Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doing our part. I'm going to have to um, throw my boy under the bus a little bit here, yeah? And I, and I heard your defense of Aubameyang on, on the pod, Leroy. It was very admirable, even though I think you were, you were against it. And, uh, you know, you were trying your best. You were trying your best, mate, yeah? But Bob, he, you honest, needs, I mean, he needs to step up Because we're within... Because we're within Arsenal fans, yeah. That was literally just like tribalism. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, 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 don't really mean, I don't really mean half the shit I said there, but you know, you got you got some ops, you got some ops in there. Like, I, I hear you. You had to ride out. Him, but, but if I'm being between us, lot, it was a bit smelly still. It was, like. like he. Uh, and it's very it's very confusing because we all saw Aubameyang in preseason. He was our best performer by a country mile, country mile. And seeing him, I know he didn't really get involved much, but just seeing him, like, for the chance to... I know that it was offside in the end, but he just looked so sluggish. And it kind of brought me back to uh, some of his performances last season. He just looked off, you know, just behind, off the pace, kind of. And I don't really understand why that is, because literally a few weeks ago, he looked like he could tear the whole world apart. Do you know what I mean? And I don't really understand where it's coming from. Is it a mentality thing? Is it a, is it a strictly a technical thing? Is it maybe a physicality thing where maybe in pre-season he was so far ahead of what everyone else and now, you know, Premier League, PMP, you know, the PMP League or whatever you call it, is, is, it, doesn't, it doesn't prove as effective. I, I, don't, I don't really know what's going on with him. So, um, so I, I said this, I think, on... Um, 
on the day or the day after. One of the, um, unfortunately, the things about Aubameyang is that despite the fact he's over six foot, um, he doesn't have any presence. And, and, and you notice it that the more you watch him, despite Lacazette being an inferior striker, he's more willing to engage with the centre-backs. So that already gives them a, a sort of problem in itself. La, uh, Aubameyang doesn't want to engage. He doesn't really want to contribute and build up. So for you to maximise his impact, you, you and, and this is where it came back to um, on Saturday, Pepe was... Pepe was the only threat because he was the only one really carrying it. Aubameyang himself is not going to carry it like that because against people like Matic and especially uh, Van Dijk as well, who can equal him in terms of size and in terms of physique, that that's the equaliser. Then you're asking, okay, Aubameyang, what do you have next? And then he without trying to be too disrespectful, he, he he doesn't have anything to go up against them with. Like you said, he he's not a ball carrier. He's not a dribbler. He, he he can't he can't beat someone like well like look at what Pepe was doing. Aubameyang mm. can't do the same thing. So Aubameyang's a lot more reliant on the service and and the the more we couldn't provide for him, just the more isolated and and disengaged he he became in the game. I, I think with with people like him and and Özil to a lesser extent as well, the the more disconnected they become from the game, the the more just peripheral they become entirely. Mm. So it, it does to an extent at times feel like you're playing with um less and less men so it is it is what it is unfortunately at this stage the guy's 30 31 so he's not going to learn to be any different so what you've just got to try and do is maximize and what what he can contribute so which is why i think uh, a latter stage uh, a left a left winger becomes more important as well so mm-hmm. once you have uh, if you think back to when he was at dortmund he had what royce and usman dembele either side of him so really and truthfully those sort of hindrances that we've just mentioned you you, you never really noticed it to an extent because it was under two called that team was immensely creative um, and the, the pro- proliferation of chances they created on a regular basis meant you never really saw Obba's weak points to an extent as well so he, he could really just he focus just did his what he's game good at, basically. Yeah, yeah. In, essentially in and around the 12 yard box so mm-hmm. I think when you try to extend him and you ask a bit more for him is, is when his, his limitations become all the more apparent unfortunately and it, you, you know in an ideal world if you could combine him and Lacazette he, mm. it'd be great because that they, they both do stuff that ideally you wish the other would do so um so for example Lacazette's great at holding in bringing in other people in fact he's he's quite good at fashioning chances for himself with with little or or no backlift as well when he has better combination play uh, but obviously with Lacazette he's not quick he can't isolate himself away from defenders um where Aubameyang can so ideally they both have um, a blend of attributes which you wish you could marry together I mean that would be the ideal striker but at the same time that striker probably wouldn't be a Arsenal, <laughs> he was available, so yeah. yeah. So it is what it is. Yeah, um, I, 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 I think it. Gone down. I've got some points on my because I think it's um it's a bit squad building um knowing what type of striker um you yeah, or what type of players you have um at your disposal and um um as uh, as you right rightly mentioned at Dortmund um it was with Royce and and Dembele which are both um high touch players and um, who can engage in dribbles. And um, through passes as well. So uh, football is basically exploring space, right? Attacking space. So you do this via passing, dribbling or moving. So Aubameyang works best when he has um, flanked by um, two wingers who can explore space through dribbling and passing. Um, he will then rely on the moving. So he doesn't really engage with the centre-back, which is kind of one of his strengths because they don't really... It's, it's hard for them to keep track of him, especially if the other wingers engage so strongly and he really feeds off the space that creates for him, and which he's absolutely great at. But 
With us, again, we have a bit of an imbalanced attack. Um, he comes from the left-hand side sometimes. Sometimes he play, plays with two up top, which um, which I think takes him out of the game a lot. And he's even when he is in the game, he not really is. He really isn't. He, he's at the end of chances. So um, his um, limitation become more um, evident in games such as Liverpool or in games where we set up a, a game plan where he's not um, he's not in the best um, the best conditions for him. And um, sometimes he does have some individual quality, um, especially in terms of finishing. Um, half chances and creating chance for himself um, it's not really his greatest strength he can do it to a certain degree but it's really about him being in the right spaces to then um, take um, take um, advantage of a half chance for you like I think the Burnley game or even the um, was it yeah it was the Burnley game and um, that is him where's, oh. where's yeah exactly whereas Pepe is, is someone that he doesn't need he doesn't necessarily have to be in the right space he really looks like a player that he can create that space through moving and passing. Again, um, a player that's quite similar um, and stylistically to Royce and Dembele. Um, and we just need to find another player for the other wing, effectively, um, that can um, that can kind of complement the three or. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree with that. Um, all right, let's let's leave. To, uh, do you guys have anything else you wanted to say about the Liverpool game before we leave it and move on to the Spurs game? Yeah. No, just, no, just, no, no. Sorry, just quickly, yeah, if, if I could touch on, um, so, so Leroy earlier mentioned Torreira, I even said it just before we came on the pod as well. For me, um, he's the most important midfielder Arsenal have. I, I, I generally don't understand people who think that Granit Xhaka should start over him. I, I don't really understand because Torreira brings intensity both on and off the ball. He he looks to play the ball very quickly when he's on it, but he's also quick to anticipate um, when he's not on it, and also he's he's a very intelligent tactical um, midfielder as well. You know the, the 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 space that others vacate, he's quick to pick up and he's quick to anticipate that danger. So he moves very laterally across the pitch as well. So uh, I'm really interested actually to see him in this team. You, you know, in terms of building play, actually, I, I think you mentioned it earlier. I actually think he's very very underrated in that aspect. I think uh, because a lot of people see him as as a as, as a tigerish get to the ball uh, sort of ball winner. I, I think he's he's attributes on the ball were quite underrated in my opinion so at Sampdoria for example he played at um, the base of a diamond so he was actually responsible for instigating a lot of attacks I feel like we just probably need to give him yes. that responsibility yes. um, a bit more and and it, it's because I think people are trying to compartmentalise Torreira into just being a ball winner which which he, he can do but he can also do a lot more you've seen I think last season he scored like three goals he's already he scored he scored again on Saturday so he, he isn't just a ball winner and I would like to see us ex- I would still want to see him play at the base of our midfield um, in a trio personally mm-hmm. so as, as Leroy said I would include um, Ceballos and independent on the on the game it could be a mix of Ozil, Guendouzi or Willett just depending on the opposition so but I, I feel um, in terms of the quickness of our play and the intensity he brings like I'm not sure if you guys saw actually he's already had a, a quote about I mean, we'll get onto it the North London derby as well when he, and he was talking about just the, the importance of intensity as well. Yeah. And, and I, I don't think anyone else, nobody plays at the pace he does. No. So I, I think yeah. that's very important. So for uh, me, yeah, first name on the team sheet. I, I will completely agree in terms of his intensity. I think he plays the ball very, very quickly and it actually lifts the tempo of the team because when you've got someone who's punched it into people, the whole team plays quicker, yeah. um, especially if they're getting it half, half a second quicker. Um, in terms of the reason why I said I feel that Guendouzi is a better builder from the back than Torreira is because... Um, even though Torreira is underrated technically, because I think technically, if you actually watch his actions, 
Very fantastic, good. fantastic mm. technically. But he's not oh, very. But when brave. I say that in the group, they get on to me. Like, yeah, I know. I, know. I fuck them, man. Like they haters. But yeah. Anyway, um, technically he's very good, but he's not that brave. Ganduzi is quite brave um, in terms of his ball progression. So um, when I, one thing I was concerned when Torreira first came to, to England and started playing for Arsenal was I felt that he was higher than a little bit in terms of possession. I felt like he was a bit shy to pick up the ball and show for it and always be an option, whereas Ganduzi is always showing and he's much better at making himself available to be an option. And I also felt that he was a bit reserved in his passing, even though when he came on in his cameo the other day, he was not reserved whatsoever and he, he made a very big impact. I feel that if you can get this Torreira, who is technically fantastic and does have the ability to do that, to get a bit braver in his decision-making and to be a bit more of a, a show for the ball a bit better and be a bit more available in the way that Sabayos and Genduzi are, then I completely would be. I would completely fine. I'll, I'll give that to him. So like you be the builder of the attack because he's got. He's got the ability. He's got the ability. Yeah. But I just don't think he has the mentality for is, it at is the it moment. Is it a positional thing though? So like, uh, well, I, I know you were talking about him hiding on the pitch, but is that a thing of like because he is considered this ball winner and Genduzi or Xhaka is on the pitch and they're considered the builders? Does that mean that Torreira maybe is thinking positionally, I need to position myself in case moves break down? So, nah. Nah, because what, nah, what I was watching is, right, you had a player, for example, the right back would have the ball. Now, the right back was a little... Because sometimes we get this to this situation where we're struggling for possession to go forward. Now, Torreira would be in his position, but he wouldn't have to move particularly out of his position to leave. I know what you mean, to leave us vulnerable for attack. You're just talking so about showing the middle. for it. I'm talking about showing for it and wanting the ball in that mm, position. Okay. You could just tell when someone was the ball and he just looked a bit shy to me. Right, that, that's right. just it. Now, that might have come with time. He might have been nervous about a new league, new team, whatever. But if you change Torreira's personality or he comes out of his show in that respect, I think he's got more than enough ability to do the job. Cool. Sounds good. Well, yeah, 100%. Yep. I don't think Arsenal, Arsenal fans have seen the best of Terraria. yet. I don't think they have. Also, he's like he's, a, he's got a fantastic shot. Like, mm. I, I don't know. Obviously, he scored a couple of goals last year, but he really has a very, very good shot from long range. And we've not seen our Arsenal yet. Um, yeah, he really is he's very, very good from set pieces. So, um, and I watched him at Sampdoria quite a bit. And then... As I'm sure I said, he played at the base and they were quite a mobile midfield. So he played next to Pratt. Um, I don't even know how that guy's pronounced that guy's name. You're not Belgian Pratt. guy. Who did he sign for? I think Leicester. Yeah. And he did played next to Carol Linetti as well. So I think he might have. Did he? Yeah, he did. He did. He did. He, played, yeah, he, was he played, played next the weekend. To... Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, um, so next to some mobile players and um, they were interchanging quite well. So I can see. Um, I can see him doing this at Arsenal if he becomes more brave. Like mm. as um, as we said, like he seems to just be very reserved in his passing, and there's definitely more to come from him. Definitely. Mm. Mm. Cool. Let's move on to the Spurs game then, because I think the, what the Liverpool game does do is it gives once again it gives Emery some selection headaches, I guess, because um, Sabayos really struggled. Um, at Anfield and I'm you know listen he had an amazing game against Burnley and I'm not going to take anything away from him but it, he was completely bypassed at Anfield I mean uh, our game plan wasn't to play through him at all it was you know he just I, I think I've got the stats here I don't think he touched the ball more than 30 times um, we don't need to talk about this man <laughs> yeah I mean but would he um, would he <laughs> would he be 
in in your preferred lineup to to start against Spurs, yes. or would you? He would yes. be, yeah. Yeah. Hell yes. Hundred percent. Yes. Hundred percent. Yes. He, he at home is a to, different ball game. Yeah. One is a different ball game, and also he needs to be dropped deeper. I, I think obviously the guys have already mentioned it, but. It, it kind of annoys me the people who see him as a 10. It kind of indicates that obviously they, they haven't seen him or watched him previously. People like him, they need to be engaged on the ball constantly. They need to be having touches of the ball constantly. They can't be isolated from the game. And 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 it, it was funny because obviously he, he was trying to drop in to help, but he needs to be in the thick of it because he's the sort of player that's going to turn away from pressure. You know, when you're putting him at the top of the diamond, he's not going to accelerate over and away from anyone. He has a little short burst that will help him in like a 10, 15 yard sprint, but that's not going to help over the course of a distance. So as you, as you saw against Liverpool, that's why Aubameyang and Pepe kept being isolated so much as well, because there wasn't that link that you, what you would probably need there is someone who, who is more athletic, who would, as much as I hate him, someone like Mickey would have been more ideal to play at the tip of a diamond just in terms of a breakaway because that's someone who's going to push forward and, and help to break um, the lines. But enough about that game. But yeah, generally speaking, he, he will start. He, he, sh- he should start. For me, the lineup would be uh, Le- it would be Leno in goal. It would be um, Maitland-Niles and Monreal at full-back. Um, Socrates and Luiz at centre-backs. Um, Torreira, uh, Guendouzi and Ceballos as the midfield and then just let the front three do their thing. Mm. Uh, uh, it, it's about t- like now, like obviously... Cool. Pepe needed to be eased in. He didn't have much of a preseason. Lacazette had been injured, so he hadn't been too fit. Like Cool, he had been in and out of the team. Um, Aubameyang obviously has been the only consistent one. But now, like, you've got to let the team go. Like, we, we, you know, it, what it, it needs to happen because Emery is a tinker. But at the same time, you need, uh, getting consistency of performances only stems from consistency of choice in your team selection as well. You can't keep chopping and changing every week. You need to be able to have a first eleven which you're like, okay, cool these are the main guys I go to and I will adapt and tweak maybe according to certain games. But if you don't have a base uh, of your team to build from, you're always going to be having problems. Like, you know, with Liverpool, they are going to play that front three every week. Do you know what I mean? So, so I, I would, yeah. So I think this is the game where you need to just play like, you, you need teams to start adapting to us as well. Like we can't, I get the sense that obviously we need to take other teams' strengths into consideration, but at the same time, you can't keep blunting your own team's strengths. So right now, this I think is the game to yeah, throw all three forwards on and, and let them do their thing. And also, yeah, get as much control, which I think Guendouzi, Ceballos will do, um, and, and Torreira at the base as well. Yeah, get, get them all in. I wouldn't be opposed to see Willock start either, but I just think Guendouzi's better. So yeah, so th- that's why, yeah, um, I would have those three midfield as well. Yeah, I completely agree with that team, actually. I think um, just based on what we've seen so far this season, that team makes the most sense. I don't really see an argument for anyone else to come in. I don't see why Xhaka should start, even though I think he probably will. Um, I don't. I don't see any reason why. You know, I, I, hopefully Monreal will still be here because I'm. I'm a bit worried about Kalasnach coming in. I think that would be a so, real weakening yeah, to our I, team. Uh, so apparently they they will. He's gonna. They uh, Emery said that he wants to hold on to him for the North London yeah, derby. Yeah, I did I see they, that. Yeah, they're, they're gonna they're gonna sanction the move afterwards, which I think is best because obviously after this weekend, it's international break anyway. So yeah. I, I I don't see why we shouldn't we should just keep him for this game and then yeah. Fine. I don't think we should sell him. Mm. We shouldn't sell him. 
we shouldn't sell him. Like, I think this is a dickhead decision, and I feel like I thought you thought I, I thought I saw you defending the decision. No, I, no, no. I, this was before it was even linked. Yeah, mm. I said we should sell Monreal in summer, mm. but no, because this was before I knew Tierney was right. going to be out for eight weeks. Mm-hmm. So he's out for eight weeks, and that's he's starting full training in October. He's not yeah. had a preseason. He's going to take four weeks to get ready, so he's not going to be starting until November. I counted the games. I think that's fourteen games in terms of Europa League and um, Prem. That's too many games to have just Kalasanac. Yeah. Then we've only got one fit right back who's a makeshift right back as it is. So if one injury to either Kalasanac or Maitland Niles, we're fucked. Um, and if we're trying to sell Mustafi, which are, please Jesus, let's sell Mustafi, we're fucked. Who are we going to play? So we're going to have to play Chambers at makeshift one side, then maybe eight and Miles, Maitland Niles left back. If um, uh, Chambers at right back again, it's just, it's just, it looks, it looks terrible. And um, we've got no left backs in the in the youth team. Our, our two left backs, we sold two left backs. One of them just left got backs injured. Got injured. Yeah. Exactly, one of them got injured. The one that came on, we've got no left backs in the youth team. There's talk Someone... of Saka. Yeah, yeah, but I haven't seen him play left back, so I don't. Yeah, I don't apparently, he's left back for England, so he's tiny though, as well. Mm. So I, I, I'm worried. He... So I, I wouldn't be selling Mumbai out till January, personally. No, I and think that I, makes the most sense. I mean, what are we saving? We're saving 70k a week. You know, what's that like? You know, that's uh, two, two, 300k a month, say. And rumors maybe a million are, up until the end of Jan. Until Jan. Rumours are there's no fee. Mm, yeah, I saw we're, that. We're giving them away for free. Just so we could have that. Uh, what's it? The first option on Sociedad players, is it? Yeah, something like that. Mm. I mean, well, yeah, that's... from a financial point of view, it it makes sense just to keep him because if you you know you're gonna speak uh, fine, you're gonna pay him a million pound in wages, but you know that million pound is nothing in the grand scheme of things if Kalasnach is going to be costing you six or seven points during that period. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. So, so I, I just feel like we're very light at the moment at the back in terms of fullbacks, and um, Tierney, we're not sure if he's going to get up to speed. But I know, uh, him and Bellerin won't be up to speed until November, early November, mid-November. But, but so. Tierney will be starting after the international break, don't they? No, no, he won't. Oh, is it, is, so how long is he out for? He, he's he, uh, on the on the Arsenal website. It says he's back to full training in October. The international break, oh, really? international break is mid September to sort of mid to late September. So then we've still got forty, and then after he's in full training, he hasn't had a preseason. So I'm giving him another four weeks. Yeah. That is fourteen games. 14 mm. games that's a I, lot of football I was under the impression that he'd be back shortly after the international break nah okay. nah well he'll be back to full training um, at the beginning of October which is about one or two weeks after the international break right okay um, h- how do you guys feel in terms of setup against Spurs is it are we going to go with a similar way to we, how we went to Liverpool or are we going to deviate from that and really you know try and impose our game on them we we need we need to be going forward. I, I'd be very disappointed if if we were if, like for example if we lined up with a diamond. I'd be I'd be very very disappointed. Like, uh, that that for me that there's no logical reason to do so. So yeah, um, I I really do think we we should be going for the jugular. Spurs are at the moment where they've got quite a lot of injuries themselves. I'm I'm reading Endon Bele might not be fit. There's mm. doubts over Ericsson. Um, and they just uh, generally look poor the right back the right back as well. Yeah, the right back as well. Exactly. Yeah, they they don't look in, in in the greatest form. Like obviously, sometimes it's it's cliche, but and, and as form doesn't necessarily mean anything going into derbies. But but really and truthfully, I feel like we have a bit more momentum with us, and 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 I think we should we should capitalise that. And uh, everyone will be up for it. It's it's, it's the North London derby. See, I, I just don't see why we wouldn't be playing our strongest team. I mean, I did say last week before the Liverpool thing is that Emery is 
pretty much impossible to predict in terms of lineup. And I've given you what I think should start. But yeah, like you said, it would not surprise me in the slightest to see Xhaka start. Um, I mean, it is what it is. I don't think he should start. I don't think he should be near the team anymore. But uh, Emery still seems quite wedded to him. So yeah, um, it, it, it might it might well happen. So, but yeah, I mean, I, for me, anything covered in three points, I'll be very disappointed. This game, I said last week, I didn't expect us to get anything, but I really think we should be getting all three points this game. And mm. um, I, I feel like we should be sort of laying a marker to be like, right, cool. Obviously, Chelsea are a bit on and off. United have their issues, but we should be laying down a mark and be like, yeah, we're we're top four contenders and we're and we're confident that we're going to get our spot. So yeah, um, I, I and and I feel we have the the best tools equipped to do so um, from a well from an attacking standpoint anyway. So um, we still need work on on the on the midfield in terms of our selection and build up. But yeah, I, I I don't see why why we would not we shouldn't win this game if if we go out attack and play to uh, our, our potential. Yeah, I'm. All, I'm almost certain Jacket Jacket is starting. I'm almost certain Jacket is starting. I, I think he's and gonna start as well. He, he will probably think out. Oh, he probably scored like a deflected long shot goal or something mm-hmm. like that. And then Arsenal fans will tell you uh, that's why he should start. And um, and I still um, I'm I'm quite positive about this game. Um, I think um, at home we tend to do well against Spurs, um, no matter how shit we are. So we're not that shit at the moment. So um, why should we do well against them at home? And they're going through a rough patch at the moment. We have to yeah. beat them. Simple. Three points. I think last season, if I'm just remembering the game last season, I think we went 1-0 up, didn't we? And then we were 2-1 down pretty quickly. And then he brought Ramsey and Lacazette on at half-time. Yeah, and that Ramsey's seemed to diff- change the game quite a lot. Ramsey was very pivotal in, in his movement off the ball. I think he was involved in pretty much yeah, three the of our was, goals in the second half. Yeah, 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 yeah. The problem is we yeah. don't have someone from midfield that has, um, has um, what Ramsey can give to physicality. So what he did is... And um, well, he does so well stretching the opposition, occupying them, and he did that uh, to and create space out me for Lacazette and Aubameyang. Um, yeah. So I don't Goals think we'll have for to a one game loan. Would you guys? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I wouldn't say no to it. If I'm being honest, but... <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind it for for this game. You know, like, mm. he he gets up for these kind of games, but I think we st- we still have enough. Um, hoping for Pepe's first goal, to be honest. Yeah, I can. We, so we should be coming what you say? We, we we should be pamming Spurs. Mm. We should be we should be pamming Spurs. Like they look dreadful. They look they look dreadful. They look dreadful. When you I watch I watch I watch their games this season, uh, I'm not I'm not convinced. I'm not impressed. Uh, I feel quite positive about us, but you, like you say, you don't really know these things with derbies. And yeah, we, we'll see. But we should be pamming them. We should be pamming them. So I, I, I feel that I agree with um, Sharon on the lineup. I think that's exactly what we should go for. And I feel that. We should be trying to control this game. Um, if they're going to come without Ndombele and they're going to come with Winks and Soko in the midfield, yes. if we can't play them off the park, Emery needs to go the day after. Mm. That's it. He needs to go. So, like, <laughs> time to get go. rid of him. Get yeah. rid of him. But, um, yeah, we should be beating them. And I think we'll win. I think we'll win. I think we're in 3 2. Yeah, I forgot that Spurs lost against Newcastle. Mm. Yeah. Uh, all right, cool. Let's uh, move on to some listeners' questions then before we wrap things up. So, uh, Goat Goat AFC asks, uh, predictions for Enketia's end-of-season goal tally. Quietly going along, scored his third for Leeds, I think, last night. Um, yeah, I think he's on three. I think he's yeah, on three he's on at the three. moment. So, so he, and, and these are all from... Well, I think he started yesterday, but it was in the... Uh, what would you call that cup thing? The LDV trans... No, 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 it wasn't. Was it? it was the Carabao <laughs> Cup or whatever it is. Whatever it is 
I lose track of these things. Liz, slip of the tongue. What's on your mind? Yeah. LDV, <laughs> but that's like LDV, LDV Transit. Transit van, isn't it? Mm. You, remember, you know the transit nah, is van. It, is it, isn't it the lease in Will's Cup or something like that? Or I don't, lease I don't in, know. In the car lease cup or something I thought it was like the that. Caraval Cup. Uh, I don't know, man. Well, either way. Oh, no, no, no. I was thinking of the, the one that the youth team played in. Sorry. The, the St. John's Trophy, which changed... Which changed to the something Johnson like Lee's Cup. Trophy, and now it's yeah. like the, I think it's just called the EFL Cup now, isn't it? I swear it's like the leasing something oh, cup. It's like, oh, who cares anyway? But yeah, these, yeah, these yeah. British but, companies. Yeah, Eddie doing Eddie doing bits, man. He's um, he he's a goal scorer. You can see it. But I, I'm just a bit concerned. He's not really getting any starts. He's coming off the bench, getting bits here and there, playing Carabao Cup games. I really wanted him to go and start and like be nailed on. Do you know what I mean? But. Mm. Maybe it'll take time. I mean, we're only in August, you know, and he's scoring goals. So, you know, he's making yeah. his case. So, so I know Bamford has, uh, someone pointed out that Bamford scored four goals. So I know it's, yeah, it's a bit so. difficult to kind of justify him starting at the moment if they only play one striker. I don't know if that's the case. Do they play just one striker? I'm assuming they do. They do, they do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yes. I guess it's a yeah. bit hard to justify him starting at the moment. But, you know, look, he's making his case. Um, as soon as Bamford has a bit of a drought, uh, maybe Engels yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll be in the team. Well, uh, yeah, if if I mean, I hope we have a recall option because if he's not in the team by January, because I personally would have loved to have kept him around just for the um, uh, sort of the League Cup games, Europa League. the Europa League games, mm. because I don't want to see any first team players in any of that nonsense at all. No. Apart from the Europa League, have a couple in here and there, but I I don't want to see anyone in the Carabao Cup. I want yeah. to play under twenty threes. I don't see anyone in the FA Cup. I just want to focus on the league and get in top four. But, um, Any predictions sorry? for the goal tally? For who, Eddie? Yeah, um, I, I said if I said I reckon he would score about twelve, but if he mm. can get fifteen to eighteen, I'll be very happy because that leaves us in a very good position to either stick or twist. Mm-hmm. Sean, Dan. Yeah, I, I said uh, so. He's got three at the moment, so I think yeah. I think 15 is, is, is feasible. Hopefully, as, as Leroy said, unfortunately at the moment, because Bamford keeps scoring, so he, he obviously can't justify playing Eddie right now, but hopefully, um, yeah, he'll, he'll be in the team soon enough. So, yeah, if he gets 15, I think that's a, de- that's a decent return for like first full season in men's football. Um, so, yeah, I'd I'll, I'll be, I'll be happy with that. Um, yeah, yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed, man. He's, 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 he's looked threatening, man. There, there was a chance yesterday. I don't know if you, did you see that chance where he hit the post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. as well, like that curling shot as well, man. So he's he's just he, he is about his goals. He's so much um, better than I thought he was. You know, I don't I, I don't know what I was looking at before, but maybe he's just improved. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> to be honest, I'm really not. Like him, man. <laughs> I, I've always been impressed with his footballing attributes. Really, My concern I think is he's too shit. small. <laughs> I just think he's too small. I just always thought he was too small and not athletic enough. But in terms of his, like, he's a, you can tell he's a striker and a proper striker at that. Like, mm. one of them that he can remember the goal he scored in year nine, mm. like, back post header. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, them yeah. ones that count. Like, he's goals. got a spreadsheet. He's, he yeah, puts them all in a spreadsheet. <laughs> like, yeah, what thought it was, that, what minute? <laughs> bro, for them proper strikers, yeah, that was a right foot, late shot, top bins. Yeah, yeah. Even, even the six aside goals he remember, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Them ones that count their six or five goals in their stats in the youth team. They're what, so like Pele? Like I've Pele, scored, scored 780 goals. He's got a live Google Doc, Google Doc up yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so how tell. many games did I play in the championship? Though? 46. Bear, 46. Bear, 46 bear. League games. Yeah, 46. Yeah, 50, then, and then man, he's got all these should be, should be, should be LDV Trans Cups and all these stuff. So. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. once, yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, cool. Um, right, so I've got one from Badi Bad Bad Babadi. Well, I don't know Babadibu. <laughs> Babadibu. Yeah. Right. Um, he says. Oh, right. He's asked about ten questions. Um, You're a noob. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. How does Özil fit in this squad? He doesn't. Pick, really. pick the best one. Pick the best. Yeah. One. Right. We, so you can't ask ten. You're taking a pitch. Yeah. I know. You're, right. Louis, you're supposed to ask this question, not answer them, bro. Yeah. How does Özil fit in this squad? He doesn't. He hey, doesn't. Was you guys surprised to I see still, him not in the squad? I still have my stock in him, bro. You think he'll nah. be in the squad against Spurs? Maybe. He, he better be. Maybe. I'm be. sorry, Ozil still retains value, even if it's off the bench. I don't care what no one says, because Ozil's creativity is still there. He should be in every Bro. squad apart from away against City, Liverpool, That That, that stock's worse Spurs. than Barry, Barry FC stock right now. Listen, I'm holding on to my stock, man. It was a hack to the death, bro. No, he should be in the squad. So it's not that, it, for me, his stock's gone or like his, his value's dropped or whatever. Like. He's, the, worth the zero, he he's worth zero the, pounds, Sean. Yeah, listen, shut up, man. The, the, <laughs> the, the, the ability hasn't gone at all, but I, I just really struggle to, to see, like, like put it this way, we've had loads of options off the bench, and, like, he, he, I, I just don't think... Emery, like, I, hopefully in some easy games, like, he'll play him, like, t- with Sabahs together, but I just know it's not going to happen. Like, the, 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 it, like, the real disconnect yeah. between him, him and Emery, is, is, it's just real. Like, I just don't see how many games, like, how he's going to... Play many games. Like hopefully, like <sighs> said, he's, he's an option on the bench. But uh, uh, put it this way, Emery just doesn't like him. He's like, so stylistically, stylistically doesn't. Gonna be, yeah, Özil's going like to be so useful with Pepe and Aubameyang in the same yes. team, especially yeah. coming yeah. on in the second half yeah. in games when they're stretched. He yeah. is going to be so useful. I do not see why. He, he doesn't hold any value. He definitely holds value, honestly. He's a, he, I mean, yeah, I, I just feel like games when they're stretched, we need a goal. We've got Pepe and Aubameyang on top. You've got Ozil. He's got people to hit. Like, I feel like he, he's going to win. He finally he got his points. runners. Ah, oh, like, man. <laughs> it's man, true, though. He does. Man, nah, he does, because man was aiming at Giroud has blood <laughs> on his hands. Blood like, on his hands. He are you still in clips for Walker no, as well? He the was coming for up. assist records. Like, Listen, he was coming to... Don't. Don't get me started on that criminal Giroud, bruv. After the smack that we'll be talking, bruv. I about Ozil to you two. You oh, three, uh, oh man. What, what you like make me you sick, man. Oh, mate. Anyway, let's let's move on. Um, so, uh, we got a question about ugh, left-back position from M underscore A underscore L E Strange. She asked, with Monreal going, do you think Emery is going to go with Collar or go with Medley or I've heard Saka? I think Medley's oh, injured, right? so... Medley, Medley, Medley and left back would be not. a fucking no. calamity. Right. Jesus Listen, Christ. oh my. So yeah, that was... Oi, you're... That is a oh mess, my lord. Oh, wow. <laughs> That'll be on Comedy <laughs> Central, man. Nah. Oh, God. Nah, nah, nah. Right, He'll yeah. go with Connor. I'm not sure you use Saka. Mm, I, do you know what I like about Saka, though, is I actually thought he was a left back when... Um, when I first saw him, he kind of reminded me of... And listen, I know what you guys are going to be like right now, yeah? So save the old uh, racial... Uh, whatever it is, yeah? Oh, he reminded he's me... He's getting shots in already. Oh, Benjamin mm, Mendy. Okay. Okay. Benjamin... <laughs> and I explained to you why. I explained to you why. I explained to you why. It's his delivery. So I, I thought he had perfect timing of... 
of getting onto overlaps and his whips were really, really good. And it really reminded me of Benjamin Mendy. I genuinely thought he was a left back because of the way he would just be getting onto, onto balls and whipping them in the box. That was what first highlighted to me like, oh, wow, this kid could actually be quite good um, because he's, he's technically very sound. But as you said earlier, he's small and so, physically he's, I think he would just get monstered um, at left back. Yeah. Because I don't, I just don't so, think he'll hold his own. So, wow, Benjamin so Mendy, you know, fuck. Yeah, man, he, he so, just so get so bulk up a little bit, and he, you know. Well, because he's same color, yeah. No, it's All not because right. he's same color. <laughs> same shade and everything, yeah. All right, cool. No, so I, I've never been sold on on Saka as as a, as a winger, to be honest. Like he he gives me like um, Ryan Sessegnon vibes. Like these guys that are mad athletic, but I just don't rate their footballing ability that high. And I just feel with those sorts of guys that are mad athletic, you can always... Obviously, I take the point that Saka's really small, but um, he's only, what, 17, 18? He's still got so much growing to do. Like, I, I, it, It's the sort of thing where, long-term, I don't see him. I, I, I actually don't. I, I don't rate him that highly. So if, if it could be cultivated into a left-back yeah, and you yeah. could give him sort of the defensive instincts, I, I don't know if that could happen. But yeah, that's where I, I would actually like, like to see him develop. Not that I, not that I think it will happen anyway, but... That's just kind of my two pence on the piece. I, I I don't think he's gonna make it as a as a wide forward at Arsenal long term. By the way, I think I think Ryan Sessegnon is a bit harsh, you know, because Ryan Sessegnon can only go on the outside. Like a sucker can come inside or shoot on his right foot. Like, Ryan Sessegnon's dead. Yeah, I think he's I think he's ass juice, bro. <laughs> like he's he's very one dimensional, and I think he's like I don't know. Like I think Saka has got more to his game. Um, I, I don't know. Right? I, I don't. Well, Medley at left back is a calamity. So let's let's forget that because that guy that, that, that guy cannot defend. Simple as like he looks all right on the ball, but he can't defend. Saka, like I said, I reckon too small. If we played him in the Premier League, he's just going to get people moving like Burnley. Um, put what's his name? What's their striker's name? I don't remember. Ashley Barnes. Barnes. You pull Barnes. over to the left. Long diagonals. That's all I see when I see um, Saka at left back being considered. So I'm not really convinced by that. Um, and I'm not sure what he's like defensively in terms of jockeying foot position and all this type of stuff, which which is important because a lot of teams nowadays are building the wings and they're building it wide. And if you look at all the top tacklers that they um, released for the first few games, they're all fullbacks. All of them are fullbacks, every single one. Um, and it's just because, yeah, the fullbacks are going to need to do their defensive jobs. So um, we need to be secure in those positions. Um, but yeah, uh, it's going to be Kalaznach or Bust, I think, or a- um, AMN. Um, nice, yeah. Yeah, 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 I don't like that inverted fullback shit, man. Yeah, neither do I, to be honest. Alright, let's do two more before we call it a day. Blue Emperor asks, is Sebelas getting a bit overrated in two games against Burnley? I saw that. I couldn't believe what I was doing. I was blocking him still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I was vexed. Yeah, I mean, listen, his name's a Kenny. What, what do you, you say then? Uh, Wait, can someone go said, check his... Hey, Lewis, look, Lewis, check his location. Is he, is he a yank? Uh, yeah, he is. He's from Austin, <laughs> Texas. <laughs> oh, no, no, you know... <laughs> listen, we don't want to lose our American fan base, man. I've got, Sorry, we, we, we care about you. I'm a yeah. big fan of some Americans, you know, but just not Blue Emperor. Sorry, mate. Um, Semis nah, is not nah. overrated. Uh, right. Um, okay, let me do one last question. All right. Toy tweets underscore us. In the games against the top six this season, should we look to play Louise as part of the midfield three? 
Absolutely no. not. No. <laughs> Do you remember we had this obsession about playing centre backs in in defensive yeah. midfield? Yeah, I don't know what it was. Vermaelen. Yeah, that was it. Vermaelen. Yeah. Um, there was someone else as well. Also, I'm sure. No, Callum Chambers is still an option. Then we asked for Chambers. I don't, play, yeah. I don't want to play Chambers in midfield. No. I, I honestly don't want yeah, to. Neither like, do I. I don't know what people think like that. Just because you're a defender doesn't mean that you'd automatically or you, or you can play ball. I think we touched on this before. Yeah. Just because you can, you can play pass. ball in defence doesn't mean you can. And I know Louise has played midfield before. Didn't he do it in like, the Champions he was League good. final and or he, something? And he, he was he's actually Louise is actually one of the good ones in midfield. To be fair, mm. but I still want better. Come on. Do you think he's better that. than Xhaka? Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking him. Do you know what? Yeah, actually, that, the more real. that I think about it, yeah, maybe he would do a better job than Xhaka will, and we could Ooh. actually we could get him out of defence, so maybe he won't do his brain fart moments at the back. So yeah, yeah, it's a point. So sorry right, for that. Right, I apologise, toy tweets. Maybe you're yeah, onto something here. Yeah, yeah maybe you made, made a good point there. Still. <laughs> All right, guys, let's call it a Cha- night. Um, Chambers, though, it's a no for me, man. No, yeah, yeah not not Chambers for me, man. Chambers is a no for me in general. But um, yeah, let's. To be let's... honest, compared to Louise at the moment and what Louise is doing, mm. I, and Chambers played well versus I know a blunt Newcastle. Mm. I think he needs another chance because um, no, I, 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 I want to see Louise out of the team at the moment. The more the more Louise plays, the more you're 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 gonna win. So. Nah, no, but it's, yeah, but then we lose. I win at what I cost? Know, I win at what cost? What cost. <laughs> anyway. Um... <laughs> All right, cool. I think that's the pod title. Um, yeah, uh, let's call it an, uh, an evening there, lads. Um, use the hashtag, hashtag TouchlineFracker. Subscribe to us on iTunes. We are the Touchy Gooners, so follow us on Twitter as well. And we will be back uh, next week, hopefully discussing a North London Derby victory. Thanks for joining me, lads. It's got to 2-2 and we've still got more than half an hour to go. And here's Ozil. Lacazette. Ozil! Man could have had that fight, but I'm in walk on sight. Man had to drop that man. You're not gonna spit this time. Trying to work with a good energy. Man gonna work with a bad man fight. It's side of wealth management leaders, innovators, and influencers with the Big Reveal podcast from Suzanne Syracuse in partnership with InvestNet. Tune in and subscribe to find out why she calls it the Big Reveal.
Social Podcast Network.